All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Welcome to the All In Podcast Show today. And um, today I have the privilege of interviewing um, Jonathan Milligan. And he's had an an amazing uh, journey uh, from the corporate world into uh, his own business and and doing great things online, helping people get clarity and focus around uh, the things they want to be able to achieve in their life. And and, um, I'm just privileged to have you on the show today, Jonathan. Yeah, Dan, I appreciate you having me. We're going to have a fun conversation today. Absolutely. So, so um, I always like to just, um, you know, open up the opportunity for you to discuss what's on your heart and, and really, um, you know, as far as uh, far back as you want to go with your story of, you know, um, uh, you know, where you come from and, and, uh, and then we can dive into how you got to where you are. Absolutely. It's a, it was a fun journey. I, I never would have guessed that where I am today is what I'd be doing. Uh, I often joke with my son, he's 10 and I tell him, uh, his name's Jordan. I say, Jordan, when I was in college, I couldn't even have chosen the career that I'm in today. It didn't exist. Mm. And uh, I said, so keep your eye out as you get older, because this generation that's coming about, I forget who said the quote, but you know, for many people in years gone by, they got to, to choose a job or choose a career. And many people suggest, and I think it's true, that in the days moving forward, our kids are going to create the jobs create the opportunities that they want. Um, so it's it's an interesting discussion. But for me, uh, I came from a family of educators. My mom was a, a elementary teacher all of um, as far back as I can remember. My dad was always a high school teacher and basketball coach. So I came from a family that um, came from a teaching background. They wanted to influence young people, help shape the minds of young people, and help them be successful. And so being in that teacher-coach environment, um, there was definitely pieces of that that were uh, in my spirit as well. Uh, But when I was in college, you know, I wrestled. I probably changed my degree three or four times. Uh, I ended up starting as a high school teacher and coach. It was kind of the natural place to be. Um, I did that for three years as a high school teacher. And the problem was, although I had a passion for teaching, it was the wrong context for me. Uh, it was way too structured for my personality. I had an entrepreneurial spirit that I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to, to use my gifts. I wanted to push my potential. And I felt like the four walls in the classroom were constantly closing in on me. Um, and so I launched out there with a young family. I was had uh, my, my wife and my daughter, she was probably about at one at the time, one or two years old, I stopped teaching. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I ended up with a call center job at night. That gave me opportunity during the day to pursue what it was that I was going to do in an entrepreneurial way. And I mean, I studied all the books. I bought the tapes. I bought the courses. I read and consumed a lot of material. And I was making progress in my mind, but I was making no action 
in um, my bank account. I wasn't taking any action at all. And I finally got to this place after about a year. That's probably about nine months, I guess, into this call center job where I told a, a coworker of mine after a night shift, I'm just ready to go fail at something. I had just gotten so paralyzed with so much knowledge and so little action. Failing at something felt almost felt like progress to me. And so I actually stepped out into doing a real estate uh, deal. I bought a piece of property that needed to be fixed up. I went through about 90 days of fixing it up, quickly figured out that I was not as much of a handyman as I thought. Hmm. Um, I made way too many trips to Home Depot. Um, but I did walk away with a $12,000 profit after those 90 days. Um, I like that, but I didn't think that was going to be, that still just, it wasn't my thing. Um, it just still wasn't right. Even though I had made some decent money, um, on the side. So I ended up finding, um, an opportunity to join an executive search firm that was just getting started helping find executives in my area where I'm from. Uh, helping find mid-level and high-level management. And I knew nothing about the accounting and finance industry. I was not a CPA, but I loved this entrepreneurial um, venture that, you know, no one was writing my W-2. The the sky was the limit, and so I jumped in. And it was a 100% commission job. Uh, I actually did that for eight years. So uh, for eight years, I worked in a, in a downtown office, but I was not on salary and it was it was very fruitful to the point where I was making really good money. But there was still a piece of me that I, I knew that I still wanted to do my own thing. And I wanted to use my gifts to their fullest. And I was just discovering what that was. Uh, and that's when I fell onto blogging. Started sharing my job search advice that I had gained uh, for that seven or eight years. And honestly, Dan, I fell back in love with teaching. But now it was in a very much um, an entrepreneurial, I could control the when, where, and what of my work. Sky was the limit on income. Sky was the limit on creative freedom. And I just fell into that. And that grew to where I am today, being able to do this full time now for the last several years. That's awesome. So, I mean, I found it interesting, too, that that was your first real estate deal, right? Yes, well, that's, you know, pretty cool. You know, <laughs> you went out and did it and, and your first real estate deal, you made um, some decent money on that because, you know, I, I have some experience in the real estate investment industry and, and uh, you know, have spoken with a lot of people over the years and many, very few people uh, are able to pull that off. So that's awesome. But even you recognize that it wasn't, you know, really your calling and what you what you felt like you were um, mm-hmm. uh, passionate about and uh, what you wanted to do. So. Um, so as you've uh, transitioned into this blogging world, um, let's talk about you know the you know the drive behind that and you know your you know what wh- was there a, a pivotal moment for you that you just realized that you know uh, obviously the theme here is being all in where you just said this is it this is my th- this is what I'm called to do. Yeah, so I would say that back in college, I had my freshman year, I had a creative writing class and I actually really enjoyed it. Even though I was required to take it, uh, I found that I really enjoyed it. The problem was the professor didn't agree with me. Um, he would often, um, actually she, I should say she, she would often give me a, a C on my writing and, 
just really discouraged me because I set it on the shelf. I figured, well, even though I love and kind of enjoy this, I guess I'm just not that great at it. So I set that on the shelf. Um, even though I still went on to read a lot of books and I was a, you know, a, a big reader of books, uh, I just didn't pursue that anymore. But when I fell back into to blogging or I started to do blogging and I started to share this job search advice and I could see that people were benefiting from it and people were commenting and they were getting value out of it. It made me just want to start doing it more and more and more. And I found out that I could scale this thing. This is teaching that I've always had in my heart, but the opportunity to scale it. And then I started testing with things that I could, well, if they enjoy the free content, maybe I could create enough value that somebody would pay me for something. And maybe it could be something that didn't take my time so I could scale that too. And so that just started to snowball one thing after another um, into what I have today. That's that's awesome. So as you've um, progressed through this, have there been any setbacks? Yes. Um, there's been many of opportunities along the way that I felt like this next thing is going to be the thing that just it's the inflection point, you know, it's the, the big success. And for me, that just wasn't the case. It was always a little bit of learning, uh, a little bit of discovering what, what went, you know, what went wrong. Um, the good thing about trying things is you get a result. You're guaranteed to get a result. And the only mm -hmm. way to not get a result is to do nothing. And so right. for me, um, there were courses that I would spend time working on and then I'd launch them out there and then they wouldn't be as popular or they wouldn't, um, you know, another example is, you know, one of the first things I started really earning money back, uh, earning money on back in 2009, 2010 was Google AdSense. And it got to where it was starting to tip a thousand dollars a month for me, um, just for my one blog. And so I started thinking, well, man, maybe I should spend more time with this. And so I got, I kind of got distracted for a little while there at mm -hmm. setting up a lot of niche sites on topics I knew nothing about and trying to scale this Google AdSense thing and just kind of go down that road. And I got to this place where I felt like I'm not passionate about any of this stuff. I'm not really enjoying this. If I have to write one more article about random stuff about garden lighting or Hmm. or, you know, indoor fireplaces or, you know, just this, these, all these different niches that I knew nothing about and cared nothing about. Um, I just, I, I got tired of it. Even though I was starting to make some more money on it, I, I just was not fulfilled in it. I felt like at the end of the day, it wasn't really benefiting anyone. It wasn't making an impact. It wasn't providing transformation to anyone. And so what I did is I sold them. I had about 10 or 15 of those. I sold all of them. Um, and that was the time I bought my domain name, Blogging Your Passion. Uh, it was a reminder to me that I would much rather want to spend my time trying to provide transformation for people in areas that I have a real passion for that I can help them with. And so that's where that birthed. You know, the interesting thing is about a year later is when Google started really doing a lot of their algorithm changes, which all my friends that were making lots of money in AdSense uh, their niche sites were worth zero, worth nothing. It just completely collapsed. It was a, a business built on a house of cards. Um, mm. So 
I'm for me, I'm glad I made that transition and made that switch. Right. So, so obviously that was probably part of uh, what we call shiny object syndrome, seeing all the different things that are out there. And, uh, and obviously since you were doing things, how you could, uh, turn your skill sets into other things, but you know, it took you away from your, your main focus, um, which is, you know, I, I see a lot of that and, you know, especially in today's day and age with a new program coming out every 30 seconds, it seems like, um, not that they're bad, you know, it's just that you, you need to pick, you know, what you're going to focus on and run with it. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that, um, you know, as you've gone through that process, yeah, you know, um, is there, is there a specific person or a few people that, that you've uh, looked up to as a mentor in, in any of the industries that you've been focused on? Well, there's certainly been people along the way that um, that I, I looked up to, and and um, you know, some of them aren't very well known. So if I mention the names, it probably wouldn't mean a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one particular person had a blog about science. It was something he was really passionate about, and so um, he was always challenging me to to stay with things that um, Jonathan Mead calls your no end path. There are certain topics or there's certain things that um, you'll never grow weary of learning about or staying in touch with and and being a leading learner for other people in. And that, I thought, was really good advice for me. Um, he, he also would tell me that, um, and I thought this was helpful, too, for me because I was still trying to figure things out, um, he told me that there's only really two things that you can take with you to the grave in this online business space. He said, you can take your reputation. This is, you know, how you treat people and you can take your email list. And he would especially was challenging me in the midst of, you know, a lot of the turmoil that was happening with, with Google and, you know, a lot of traffic for people that were bloggers were getting tons of their traffic. And now Google was changing the way they did things. And some sites weren't getting as much traffic, even though they did nothing wrong. It's just the way that Google was was changing and tweaking things. And that's when he had reinforced to me, you put your time and attention on an email list, especially if you're building an online business, because you can go and start a brand new blog or a brand new online business. And if you have uh, an email list, you're going to be able to take some people with you. Right. Well, that's, you know, obviously some really great advice. And, you know, as you've uh, um, progressed now in, in what you're doing, and the, the type of clients that you're working with, um, you know, what, what do you find is your, your primary drive to do what you're doing? And I'm digging at something here, but I want to hear from you before I say anything. <laughs> no, that's fine. My my yeah. primary drive is uh, I'm a teacher at heart, and I want to serve other people and see them take uh, steps in, in transformation. And, and I can do that with a lot of different things. I don't have to be necessarily narrowed in on only doing one thing. Um, so for me, that's always been the, the, the primary driver is – I get to, you know, going back full circle, I get to teach like I I wanted when I got into teaching, I thought, man, to have a classroom of kids that I can influence. And I had a great relationship with them, but it was the wrong context for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I get to teach on my own terms and I get to to make impact and I get to see people 
have um, make steps of transformation. And for me, that's way more rewarding than anything else I could do. And so uh, that's what I enjoy the most. And that's what I enjoy wake up, you know, thinking about every day. All right. So can you can you share a little about, you know, the the, the type of client um, that uh, that you help go through this transformation process? Sure. Well, I have two primary blogs, and my first blog was focused on career coaching. Um, it's kind of morphed into it's got all the career coaching articles there, but it also talk a lot about self development and productivity. Uh, so I've got courses and things that are directed in, into that, and and also I've got a book that I'm currently in the process of writing another book that is more designed to help people discover what their gift is. Um, and so that's what that particular blog is about. It's really about self-development, career discovery, things like that. Second blog is about um, blogging your passion, which is helping people identify the areas that identify the areas that they're skilled in, that they're passionate about, and then how to go and serve other people with that. And so what I get to do there is really help people create online businesses, um, help them with the process of blogging. Uh, but it's not just about blogging. It's about creating content. Uh, I have two podcasts. You know, I encourage people. I tell them you need to be creating content on a regular basis, whether it's text, audio or video. It doesn't really matter or if it's uh, multiple of those. But you need to be creating content. You need to be building a list and you need to be creating courses and products that can help provide transformation for people. And at the essence, that's what I help people do. And it's, it's been a lot of fun seeing uh, people grow and begin selling their products and begin that process of working for themselves full time. Hmm. So that's um, uh, obviously that's really great advice. And, and uh, for those of you listening, you know, uh, um, you know, I definitely uh, encourage you to get more information from Jonathan. But uh, as you um, uh, as you shared that, you know, I was even thinking in my own life, you know, uh, with some of those things. But as you, you know, of, of where I've been um, in different stages of business, and, and I'm sure you've been in the same areas. So um, is there a common challenge that you see when you're working with people? Is there a common thing, you know, a theme or thread that you you've uh, been able to Put your finger on absolutely and the common thread is almost everybody deals with um mindset roadblocks hmm. it's it's just such a challenge for people it's an identity thing you know it's it's really rooted in that they need permission to go all in i mean just like you're trying to do with this podcast is trying to encourage people to do that I mean, they really struggle with that. You know, I told you before we kind of got this podcast going that I spent a weekend with, you know, my own event with uh, about 15 to 20 entrepreneurs. Um, and I was ready to go in and teach the tactical pieces of how to create seven income streams around a message that you have. And we spent the whole first night talking into permission, you know, selling hmm. without selling your soul. Um can I, um, can I, do I have permission to sell my stuff? Do I have permission to do this thing? There's other people already doing it. It was just, it was those roadblocks that stop us. And I often use this illustration, Dan, if you look at somebody who's been successful in what you want to do, if you stripped everything away from them, I'm talking, you know, if we're talking online business, 
You've stripped away all their traffic. They can't use their domain name anymore. Their email list is deleted. They have to start over. They would get to success twice as fast. And it's not because they're smarter. It's because their mindset is not holding them back. They are all in and they're jumping in and they're doing the things they need to do to build their business. Whereas for a lot of people, we have to wrestle. We, we don't wrestle with, especially in blogging, it's like, I don't have enough time to write. I don't have any good ideas. Um, I can't blog consistently. But when you dig into it, it's more of a fear and identity thing that they're struggling with. And if they can unleash themselves in that, it's amazing what can happen in even 90 days when you unleash somebody. Right. That, that's awesome. So, um, you know, in, in going through that process and that transformational process dealing with, you know, identity and mindset, what do you, uh, you know, obviously there's things underneath that with processes of, of what people need to do daily. What are, just share some of those mm-hmm. daily habits that, that you're helping people break through things. Sure. Well, when it comes to mindset, I actually talk about this in the very first part of my book, The 15 Success Traits of Pro Bloggers. And uh, I published that book about six, seven months ago. And a lot of people tell me, Man, this is like a self-development business book more than anything. And I said, yeah, because I, I didn't want to just write your how to start a blog book. There's a lot of them already out there. I wanted to identify kind of the, the, the underneath issues that people were dealing with. So the first thing, Dan, is there's five mindsets that you need to have. Uh, the first one I talk about is passion, which I've already kind of told you that story of why I believe you need to be passionate about what you do. Uh, the second one is resilience. And that's the expectation that everything is solvable. It's important that you have that mindset every day that, you know, technology challenges don't go away for any of us. (laughs) You know, I still battle them. And sometimes, and I've heard it phrased this way, we, we often look at someone's front stage appearance and we judge that to our backstage. And (laughs) so what happens is we see the, you know, from the peripheral, from the side of the stage that we can see, man, they look like they have their act together. Well, back in the backstage, they're running through challenges and difficulties. And so resilience is an important mindset to have. Another one's confidence. And I've kind of covered that with the identity thing. Um, Patience is another one. And then consistency. So those are the five mindsets that if people can get it right, they'll get going. Um, but to to also talk about the habits, there are four core habits. Now this is specifically, I would say kind of in the online business space, but these could be adaptable, but there's what I call four keystone habits. The first one is the create habit. The create habit is using text, audio, or video to get your message out to the masses. So regardless of what niche you're in, what you're talking about, you need to be creating helpful content that people can consume so that you can build trust with them. Uh, the second habit is the capture habit. And that's really about building that email list, the importance of building that list so you can communicate them to them on a, on a regular basis. People ask me, well, how do you get pe- so many people to come check out your latest blog post? Well, it's because I email them and I tell them, go look at the blog post. If I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't get near as much um, eyeballs or people sharing uh, what I'm working on. So an email list is important. Number three of the habits is the compile habit. 
That's when you package your knowledge and expertise into products and services. So begin working on a pilot course. Begin working on a book to sell. Begin putting a coaching package together. Put something together that you can uh, be officially open for business if you have an online uh, business. And then right. the fourth one is the connect habit. And that's really about the importance of getting out there, networking with other people, and building those relationships. And here's the thing, Dan. Those four things I just shared, if you looked at my calendar, 90 to 95% of my week is spent in one of those four areas. That is where I spend my time. Hmm. That's that's really good. So, I mean, that was that was some really powerful stuff, and and you just you know it's interesting to see how fast you're you know because you live it, um, how fast once you uh, start talking about that, mm-hmm. it, it just comes right out, um, and uh, you know because you're so passionate about helping people break through this stuff, and uh, go out and get what they want. So, um, as you've uh, uh, you know been on this journey here. Um, what, what is the most rewarding thing for you when you, when you see, you know, when you're working with clients, what, I mean, obviously helping them get success, but is there something bigger than that? Well, you know, of course having them see success, but I think, and this was the last of the 15 success traits. So I think it really kind of answers your question. Um, the last of the 15 success traits I write about is, uh, trust and authority, And really what that is, that's the ultimate gift from a lifetime of serving others. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know, without our customers, we would have no business. And and we need to be on a regular basis serving them and figuring out what what are their goals? What are their passions? What are their struggles? And how can I best help them? And, And so for me, you know, the, the ultimate result that I want from all of my hard work is trust and authority with people. You know, I had a, I had a girl, a lady on a, a coaching call a couple months ago. She said, you know, I have been paralyzed by listening to way too many people, getting way too much advice. She goes, I just want you to know that I have, I have narrowed it all down to just focusing on what you have to tell me. Now, when she first said that to me, that was like, not it wasn't an ego stroke for me. It was a responsibility feeling that I had to, to feel like I want to deliver for this lady because she has given me the ultimate trust and authority. She's silenced all the other voices and she's only listening to mine. I want to make sure I give her the right steps and I help her to make that transformation. So I think the ultimate gift is trust and authority that you can gain from your audience. Hmm. That's that's awesome. Um, so as we start to wind down here, uh, is there a um, uh, a favorite quote of yours? Something? Yeah, I've got a bunch of quotes. Um, they're not necessarily are you asking from one from me and from just, the book or a quote that just, I love. Just one your one one that comes to your mind right this second that that is really dear to you. That you hold on to, you know, one that really helped me. You know, you've you've heard my journey, my story. Uh, I think it first came from Marie Forleo, and it was clarity comes from movement. And that's ultimately, if you look at my story, that's how clarity came about. Because I walked the journey of stepping out away from my high school teaching job, 
when I had no clarity. You know, if I had just stayed in that and waited for clarity, it wouldn't have happened. And then I got to the place where I was like, well, I guess I'll do this real estate deal. And then that led to giving me the income that I needed to work that um, executive search position because it was a 100% commission job. I could not have stepped into that if I didn't already have some money um, in my bank account, which led me down the road of starting a blog where I shared specialized information that I had gained. And so clarity comes from movement. If you feel stuck right now, clarity is probably not going to come by just sitting there and thinking more. It's going to come from you getting out there and doing things. Just like I said earlier, you know, doing something gets a result. If you don't want to get a result, do nothing. Hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah. So as you've um, shared a lot of great information, and I'm sure uh, um, listeners want to get uh, more from you. So where do they go to do that? Sure. Well, there's two primary blogs again. JonathanMilligan.com is for those who are in a more traditional career or they enjoy self-development uh, or productivity. Uh, and then for those who I'd say are more the entrepreneurial mindset, uh, bloggingyourpassion.com has a lot of uh, ever-growing information on how to build an online business surrounded around the things that you're passionate about. That's uh, all right. That's good. And I know there's lots of great information there because I've been through your site and you, you, you got a lot of great stuff there. Um, so um, I want to you know, take this moment just to thank you for taking the time and doing what you're doing in, in the marketplace and assisting people to get clarity and um, get their message out in a great way. And, and I appreciate you taking the time today to uh, uh, to be here. Yeah, Dan, thanks for having me. It was a joy. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.